Here we go. Another episode of Cars Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, we have everybody back to get today and hopefully no audio problems. I know the last one, uh, we had some audio syncing problems. And according to our tool here, we should be, we're like all green go for the most part. So uh, I think we're going to be okay. But we have, uh, let's see, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to like keep mixing the order up of people that I introduced. So we have myself, Tom. We have Adam. Howdy. Straight up Texas greeting right there. Um, <laughs> sorry, inside joke. Uh, we have Sal. Yerp. Yerp. And yeah. Oh, yerp. I thought he said. Yerp. I thought he said. Yerp. Yerp. <laughs> no, it's Yerp from uh, what was it? Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. They say Yerp. Uh, like that. Oh yeah. yeah. I thought yerp. he said here at first. I was like, okay, Sal's in school. And then uh, <laughs> we have you got one more class, Tom. I know. I I failed all of them. Um, and then when we have last but not least, in fact, probably the most, Michael Barica. Yep. And uh, since it's the top of the episode, we want to say that this episode is brought to you by Detroit Bold Coffee, the coffee for hardworking people across America and probably other places too. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. If they don't use that, I know, right? Hey, hey I, spent some time, places. I spent some time thinking about that. That's good. And we also may possibly still be sponsored by Zix Meats out of Berrien Springs. I hope. What's their tagline? Zix? Uh, it's just Zix Specialty Meats, I think. I don't know that they have a tagline. Mm, they need up their marketing. No, the tagline is just, mmm. Oh, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. That maybe. would make sense. Yeah. All I know is they have ostrich jerky. I've seen it before at some gas stations. I don't think it's actual ostrich. It's probably just labeled ostrich. But. No, these guys are actual ostrich. Oh, but for sure. Speaking and of gator. jerky. So there's no news that any of us thought would be interesting to talk about that didn't involve Ford or Tesla that we talk about pretty much every week. Uh, so to get in the spirit of the upcoming Alcan, which, by the way, we posted a countdown on uh, – should be up on our website. It's on our social media. I'm counting down the days. So Mike just has it exploded up somewhere just counting down the oh, seconds. Yeah, it's uh... – Furiously. It's, it's giving me ang- I'm not an anxious person, and it's giving me anxiety. Welding and grinding, um, and we'll talk more about that Alcan later. But in any case, in that spirit, and in the spirit of ostrich jerky, uh, today we decided we're going to talk about everyone's pick for what their favorite road trip car would be. Now, the rules were uh, pretty wide open. We just decided that it had to be a car you could actually talk something about. Not everything, but just something. Because knowing Tom, he would have picked like a Pina Farina from like Italy or something crazy like that. Ooh la but. la. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the rules are or were stated that it uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be something you've ever driven. It just has to be something that you think would be uh, the best road trip car. So uh, – Tom, why don't you start us off? I have the best road trip car. Yeah, what's your pick for the best road trip car? So I'm going to be honest. I was super busy today. And when I was reading you guys talking about the topics, I thought we were going to talk about like our favorite road trip, not road trip car. Uh, that was, that um, was the original road. one. But then you guys said that you had no good road trip stories, which is very disappointing. I must have tuned out after that. Okay, so best road trip car. <laughs> Let's see. Um well, not prepared so, for today. No. Nope. Um, it's kind of funny because we kind of discussed this before we started, too. You think I would have realized then, but nope. Um, so probably this. there's two different answers to this for me because – wait, am I driving or am I riding? You're driving. 
And also I'm driving. And or also you can, passenger. You can ride, yeah, it depends. I mean, I'm, road trip, road I'm trip talking. generally do both. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm a driver and a pass. Okay, so we're like rotating out. So Wait, I, I okay. do want to clarify because I thought about this afterwards. Uh-huh. Is this a road trip with kids or without kids? See, now because you guys that are just, changes you are just ruining. I was going to talk about how I have two different cars for two different situations. Oh, okay, okay. Well, then we'll continue. All right, Tom, oh, go ahead. That's the worst. All right, I don't, so here's the thing. I have a weird philosophy on kids. I don't have any kids of my own. But uh, quite frankly – That is like, a weird philosophy. I'm gonna, <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive, drive whatever I want and the kids just have to survive on their own. <laughs> and if they don't – survival of the fittest that's the way it goes All right, that's fair. um that's fair so the, the kid the kid factor is not going to come into even after i have kids it's not going to come into this mm. um worst worst case scenario i send them off to boarding school or something for a couple weeks and you know whatever go on with your pick um, tom this is exactly what i wanted to avoid but anyway <laughs> I'm trying to stall for time so I can pick some, think of something here. Um, oh, I'll go, I'll go. I've got mine. Mine's, mine's, oh, mine's okay. done. All right, so, let's hear, let's hear right, it. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna end it now. Okay. Crew cab, Ford Super Duty. Oh, that's a good mm. one. End of story. You have yeah, tons I don't know what of story. room. Yeah, you that's have good. tons of room for driver and passenger. You can, you want to haul stuff on your road trip? Great. You want to actually lay down and sleep? have a topper on the bed you can do that too um mm. so yeah, get back there to sleep well you gotta stop i, I mean know. plus without <laughs> without trying to alienate uh, our other listeners that uh, what am i a redneck i'm gonna put a, a hard top on my truck yeah right come on who has a camper on their truck or who has a topper on their truck anymore uh, I mean, I'm actively looking for a topic for my truck, so <laughs> fuck both you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, screw you guys. I'm going home. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, uh, let's disregard the camper part. What about the interior? I mean, there's so much room. You can stretch out. It's nice and comfortable. There's, what, like 12 cup holders? Within yeah. reach of the driver in right. that truck. But, but what happens if you are driving down the road, right, and you decide that you want to go up that little mountain over there in the distance, and now you're in this Super Duty truck, and you've got to go on these windy little roads, and you can't have any fun. With a Super Duty, okay, with, have, with a truck that size, you are limited to highways. I mean, I was just thinking more rain if you have stuff in the back. <laughs> <laughs> he said a camper topper you got to pay attention right sorry. sorry um you are limited to highways i, mean, I guess i'm 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 looking at it as is comfort rather than fun that's that's the way i look at it because i hate road trips <laughs> so no i'm actually I'm, I'm no no i'm okay with that i'm okay with that yeah i'm looking at it from a comfort standpoint and that is like just comfortable smooth ride and do whatever you want to do yeah and i mean you could take it on mountains there might be a few roads that are a little tight but i mean you're gonna have the power to go up and down them with no problem um I don't it's know. true you'd be able to rotate out pretty easy even at stoplights you know chinese fire drill thing <laughs> tom and i just took a little road trip down to pick up some parts and this this <laughs> we can tell you what not to get <laughs> yeah, right? but what i'm gonna tell you is all right we were in a uh a 98 F-150, regular cab, uh, full bed, right? So it's a shorter wheelbase truck than what Adam's talking about here. 
And we detoured around some traffic through the mountains because the traffic was due to the mountains. And I don't know, Tom, there were some corners there that we were pretty tight on getting around, staying in our own lane. I I mean, I drove a lot of those and I had a lot of fun to be honest, to be honest with you that. So the main, uh, the reason I was laughing is that truck is a V six, which is not made for the mountains. Just FYI, anybody shopping, don't do it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no um, not at all. Never, never get a V six yeah. without a power adder for mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but to be honest with you, the way it handled around those curves was actually pretty good. I was surprised. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, I was pretty surprised with how good it handled. Um, as far as tightness, like, yeah, you had to slow down, whatever. It's a truck, though. So, I mean, one of the new Super Duties is so much bigger, you probably have to slow down more. But, I mean, I guess Although, if you're in the ar- mountains and doing switchbacks. So arguably, we did see, um, I don't know, like four or five trucks hauling trailers come up after us when we stopped at the oh. little rest stop at the top oh, yeah. of the hill. So. It's, it could be it could be done. Like Adam's choice is not. Yeah, so you guys are pansies gone. is what I got out of that. <laughs> All right, what's your choice? I'm what's your choice getting the mic doesn't know how to use a big vehicle. He just has no My choices my choices are complicated. <laughs> and I want to save it at the end because clearly they're the best. Um first honorable mention <laughs> is uh was actually was uh Mike's sixty five Mustang. R.I.P. Mustang. Yeah, uh, we mm. drove that in the uh, apparently non-interesting road trip story because Mike didn't want to talk about it. Uh, Thirteen hours from Detroit to Memphis, stopping in Nashville, either on the way or on the way back, depending on the trip. Uh, but thirteen hours, no air conditioning, middle of July, overheating uh, through Cincinnati. Through Cincinnati, not the tightest of seals uh, through the largest rainstorm that Memphis has had in the last 30 years. Um, But either way, it was a a pretty great road trip. So honorable mention to Mike's 65 RIP. Um, And then like Mike was referring to, I had two options. So if it's just me, which is what I prefer to do in almost every facet of my life is just me. (laughs) Um, uh, any sort of sports car. So I'll limit it. Like my Mustang, I love driving my Mustang. I used to drive it from Chicago down to Lima, Ohio, middle of nowhere. Um, but taking, you know, US 30, I think it is, it goes down there. Uh, just kind of back road highways or smaller highways was great. Um, but uh, I have to go similar to what Adam did and comfort reasons. Now, I will say I haven't gotten in any of the new expeditions. If they make the new Ford expeditions, like the interior of the F-150s, I'm in because I love my F-150 interior. But for now, I have to go with either a Yukon or a Suburban. Those things are made. What about the Navigator? I, again, if the Navigator, it has to do with interior space. But the Navigator has a lot of space. Mm, okay. it, I, so I haven't been in the new Navigator, so it may have a lot of space, right? But in like I can remember the Explorers felt small. The interior felt small. For yeah, as big of a yeah, car. Compared to a truck, yeah. yeah. Whereas, it it like, feels more like a car. And, and mm. Adam, the reason I went with like a Yukon over my F-150 is because of the covered bed. And it looks all right. It's, mm, yeah. mm-hmm. You can get that thing. Yeah. And you could pull the rear two, two bunch seats out, still seat four or five people, and you'd be all right. Yeah, and then I have – I yeah, so you it's can true. add extra people. Um, I did research on like uh, Tom, so you can get a 5.3-liter V8 <laughs> with engine shutoff. Uh, which actually, surprisingly, that thing only makes 350 horses for a 5.3 liter V8 and like 380 hmm. foot pounds of torque. Well, we are talking about a Chevy here. Yeah, those, those guys <laughs> need to step up their game. But in any case, it gets 23 miles per gallon highway. 
Uh, in a suburban? Yeah. Holy shit. 1623. So you'll probably get like 20, but still, that's not bad. Um, they have all the goodies, right? Magna ride, soft seats, whatever you want, Wi-Fi. Um, and I got to say that, so my girlfriend works for GM and she had one of these for a while. And those things are super comfortable, right? So I would probably have to pick. And I actually have taken another road trip that, again, it seems to be uninteresting to anyone in this podcast since we can't do one on road trips. Um, I actually rode, I was like probably nine years old. My family took a road trip from Chicago through Detroit, um, to Niagara Falls and I did it and it was like a 96 Yukon. Um, I was in the, they took out the console and they put a seat. So I was in the jumper seat in the front. Uh, I'm not a small individual, so that is impressive. I was a big nine year old. Um, (laughs) but yeah, we drove through there, uh, in, in a Yukon, 96 Yukon. That was back in like the was it like a seven two seven three days something like that uh naturally aspirated probably yeah, got a good like 10 miles for the gallon um but what, still what, what it fit you it, like 96 ish uh so it was after the 454 days yeah so in any case my pick is like a yukon or a suburban um which are still in my mind until the expedition changes my mind those are the king of um what i'll call like uh SUV trucks. I don't know what to call them anymore because now they call everything a CUV. But it, well, I guess it's an SUV. It's a proper SUV. Yeah, it's a real SUV. So mine is a Yukon or a Suburban. Hmm. Uh, just to give huh? just to give right, Tom a little bit more time to stall. Uh, Mike, what's your pick? No, no, I'm going with Tom. I'm waiting on Tom <laughs> now because he's had time to think. All right, all right. Yeah, I got I got one. Elise. I got one here. <laughs> and, and and by the way. <laughs> I C4. Almost spit no. no. water all over my back. <laughs> um, no, so so there is a little bit of thought into this, and I've actually Michael know that I'm not I'm not just like pulling this out of a hat, okay? But um, mostly because Tom doesn't know how to do magic. That would be a big hat. That's true. Yes, <laughs> this would be a big hat because this vehicle weighs six thousand pounds, gets. 11 miles to the gallon in the city and 19 in the highway has 12 cylinders and is only 453 horsepower. Okay. The vehicle that I would choose on a road trip where you have like multiple people exchanging, you know, uh, taking turns driving and stuff, right. Um, would be a Rolls Royce phantom drop head. Now the reason, Ooh. yes. Now the reason for no, this, that's not a bad choice. Is no. that the one with the stars on the roof? Uh, no, because this is the convertible, my friend. This is, yeah. So this one is like, can you imagine, Mike, if we were driving those switchbacks? Like, I don't, we could have been going 10 miles an hour less than we were in the, in your F-150. But with the, you know, with the top down and just kind of like our elbows, you know, on the doors, just like, oh, yes, over here we have a mountain. Yes. And over yeah, here you, we have some but trees. You, but you can't fit fenders in. Uh, Rolls Royce, Tom, and that was the whole point I, of that road trip. I actually, I have here the uh, the dimensions of the vehicle, <laughs> and I think the the trunk quite possibly is big enough to fit those in there. Um, it's yeah, it's, yeah. Thinking about a Rolls, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's two hundred and twenty one inches long, seventy eight inches wide, and sixty two inches high. Um, Wait, the trunk is? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a thick no, trunk. I know, right? Yeah. No, no, just the car. T H I C C thick. Yes. <laughs> these are these are terms Tom's not familiar with. Nope. I uh nope. No no. That's what the kids um, say these days. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
but yeah, so that's what I think. I think just because of the ride quality, the thing, the thing that I've noticed, like commuting and driving like a long way is different vehicles make me like when I get to my destination, especially if I'm doing something, a road trip or a vacation, I want to enjoy where I'm at when I get there because otherwise, you know, like kind of what's the point. And the Rolls Royce is a thing that I can think of that would let me feel the most uh, energized, refreshed and attentive to the situation at hand once i get to the destination oh speaking of feelings i'm gonna throw a wrench in your plan how would you feel leaving a rolls royce convertible parked outside of a motel in tuscaloosa uh overnight you know that saying like well (sighs) i wouldn't he would feel slightly better than i did sleeping in my s10 in the parking lot of a walmart in tuscaloosa yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would feel yeah. better leaving it. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'd be. I think I'd be. The locals right. accepted you at that point. That, that is a, I mean, that is a consideration on a road trip. You have to consider where you may wind up, and, uh, and well, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why because this is topical. So we used to for recruiting um, down at Illinois because they apparently trusted me and Mike. Uh, to recruit people, more yeah. me. Mike got shunned because he wasn't an engineer. But uh, the business guys, they didn't like so much. But in any case, so we used to take <laughs> prototype vehicles down, and like I'd be sleeping at the La Quinta in Champagne with like a Fiesta ST that hadn't been released yet, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is not good. Right? Which surprisingly, a Fiesta ST is a is a very decent vehicle for a road trip. Yeah, it was, and it was uh, like bright orange. Um, so it wasn't, gonna, or no, it was red. It was a red one. Um, and people are bringing like GT three fifty Rs and parking it in the Holiday Inn, and it's just like you got to think that you got to be. It's got to be nerve wracking. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if I have half a million dollars for a Rolls Royce drophead, I probably have enough money to buy another one. Tom, Tom, I'm going to trump your Rolls Royce. Oh, wait, can I guess? Let's hear it. Let's let's hear you guess. I'm curious. All right, all right. So I'm gonna guess that you would get a some type of 1960s wagon. Torino wagon? No, no, no. So leading up to your uh, your Rolls Royce choice, I was going to actually suggest the uh, the 69 Torino as a fairly uh, a fairly sound option. And the reasoning behind that is because it's a heavy car. So it's comfortable to drive on long distances, right? Because it's planted very well. Um, but also surprisingly well handling cars. I know this because I drove one through West Virginia's mountains. Um, so surprisingly well handling for as long a wheelbase as it is, arguably a sports car, like a Mustang or something like that would be more fun. Um, but the Torino has other benefits as well, which include a very large back seat, which your significant other can climb into and sleep, which also happened on that trip. Um, but yeah, and there's plenty of power, plenty of torque, et cetera, et cetera, right? They're, they're actually very nice cars to, uh, to drive on a road trip. But that's not my choice. My choice, and I, I almost went all the way back to the 20s for this with the Duesenberg SSJ because your Rolls Royce reminded me of that too. But I don't think that's the one that I want to go with. What I really want is a 1954 Cadillac Coupe de Ville because it's similar to the Torino. That is a a very large, very planted car. And also similar to the Torino, it has uh, plenty of power on hand to get you where you want to go. But there's a reason that 
the saying it it's the Cadillac of used to be a saying because let's be honest today's today that's not so much a saying anymore but it used to be a saying that whatever you had right if you had this special stove it was the Cadillac of stoves and that's because the Cadillac uh, of yesteryear was that good on the road um so I, I would go with a 1954 Cadillac Coupe de Ville yeah no, I'd like to put a star. It was that good for 1954 standards. <laughs> yeah. um, I argue that with some slight modifications, that would be. Um, I agree. Ripping out the guts, changing suspension. I, I argue that with some slight modifications, <laughs> that vehicle could be on par, which is about anything that's currently on the market. It doesn't have 32 way adjustable seats. It has a Don't bench seat it. that probably folds backwards don't need it it has infinitely adjustable seats because they're so cushy and you'd also be surprised how comfortable those old seats are right like you mentioned my mustang previous those seats don't look like much right but sitting in them they're actually very well uh built so that they're not uncomfortable yeah they weren't that bad but that was before you made me throw out my back so if i uh (laughs) tested it again um i don't know but yeah, no, I, I could see that an old Cadillac. Um, it'd be uh, it'd be a good trip at road trips because you'd get to talk to a lot of people when you stop for gas every ten minutes. That's so. also true. <laughs> yeah. I was also yeah, probably say, every like twenty minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say you'd never get where you're going because every time you stopped for gas, you'd have a thirty minute conversation with somebody. <laughs> but you realize I'm getting older here, and I need to stop to go pee much more often than I used to. <laughs> oh, that's definitely a thing. So so now I can't necessarily get through a full tank of gas between pit stops so i'm okay with having to stop and fill it up because we need to fill time because we're running low um funny story actually that was a very sad day when we went to las vegas and all of us had to pee like every like 30 minutes and we're like no shame we're just getting old this is it's just bad it's just bad But, uh, yeah, no, actually, and, and we actually got to meet some interesting people. So when we went on that road trip that no one seems to care about uh, because road trips are generally boring, um, as a side note to the listener, I specifically said I did not want to talk about a road trip to go get parts, which is what Mike just talked about like six minutes ago. <laughs> but That's what all my road trips are. I digress. So the road trip in the 65, we actually stopped at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. Um, I don't even know where it was. It was somewhere in Kentucky or Tennessee. Oh, yeah. No, it was on um... – uh, which, by the way, Mike was doing his calculations for how long he could go without gas on, like, a little sheet of paper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. was doing the math in his head. Did, you have, a sep- pretty did you have a separate sheet of paper for how long you can go between uh. peeing? <laughs> no. At the, how, I was, do you, how do you calculate this? Tom, this was, like, four or five years ago, so I could easily go the distance and of the Mustang. Tom, tank. let's be honest. Everyone in no. this podcast knows that when you go on a road trip, you dry yourself out like a raisin. You have, like, a cup of coffee in the morning. No, I, I drink jerky. coffee throughout. <laughs> And mm-hmm. salt. salty foods, and you just dry yourself. So by the time you get to your destination, you are <laughs> so dehydrated. Yeah, you gotta, but uh, in any case, uh, yeah, so think, we stopped. I think we were at seventy-five. You, gotta pee, you just lick it. <laughs> if you got to pee, you just lick some salt. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, you're just yeah. so dried up. But in any case, we stopped in seventy-five. Yeah, we went so. to a gas station, uh, and this uh, young gentleman stopped and was asking the mic about his car, and was. Uh, just how everyone's imagined in your horror films, was asking us if we wanted to drive over to his place. It's only two miles up the road. <laughs> go check out a Mustang that he might want to work, that he want, might want Mike to work on. Yeah, we didn't go. 
Mike took the color of my skin into consideration and said, probably not the best of ideas. Oh, man. Although this is pre-beard, so I wasn't as intimidating. Looking. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, so again, with the Cadillac, you're just going to get stopped and talk. Whereas, you know, my SUVs, I can talk to all the other dads about, you know, oh, this thing's sweet. What kind of package did you get on it? But see, the plus side with the Cadillac or with some other old car is – uh, the likelihood of it being stolen from outside your motel is slim, mostly because people don't know how to operate them. So that's a benefit, right? <laughs> what? Because what, well, I, I suppose like an old Cadillac. Did that have like the push button drive engage thing? No, I think that was Buick, and oh. uh, Edsel had that on the steering wheel, which was all fucked up. All sorts of fucked up on the steering wheel. Yeah, I guess but, maybe some uh, of them. I don't. People. I don't know that Cadillac ever did. Hmm. Interesting. It was it was called fluid drive, and I think it was a I think it was a Buick feature, if I remember right. So so let me ask this question. So real quick, what is your favorite feature in a car to have on a long road trip? Can I can I give an, a really old man answer? Yeah, comfortable seats. Okay, I mean, he's right. not he's not wrong. I can deal with anything else. I can deal with heat. Mike and I sat there with the heat blaring on our faces through Cincinnati as his car was yep. desperately trying not to overheat yep. as we drove through an unsavory part of Cincinnati. I got through that. Um, I got through mushy floor liners uh, because water had leaked into the Mustang uh, for 13 hours. Got around uh, no AC and no radio, so I know I can survive hey, all those radio. now. Ish, um, <laughs> I know I could get through all that, but if it's not a comfortable seat, it's a no go. Hmm. Okay, all right. My, uh, I'm, I'm going to also go with a, a similar old man answer, but also a young man answer. Um, my favorite feature on a, on a car for a road trip is honestly good fucking tires, because no joke, yeah. The last, the last thing I want to have to worry about is. If it's raining and I still want to be able to do 85 or 90 miles an hour, I don't want to have to worry about hydroplaning because I got shitty fucking tires on my car. And quiet, soft riding tires. Like ones that, that, yeah, like, that, that too. Yeah, like well, well built tires, right? Like a good yep. set of tires. Yeah, I traded in my show because uh, I needed to get new tires and I came out of the dealer with a new <laughs> truck. So that worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because the tires were noisy at high speed. So I, I know where you're going. <laughs> Tire is an important. an important thing. Yeah. Uh, I would say either the How comfortable you, seat or c- cruise control. I, I drove across the country when I moved to Texas with no cruise control. Mm. That was horrible. <laughs> mm. yeah. Oh yeah, Mike's Mustang also not only did not have cruise control, it actually did not have pedals. It just had the stock. It, it's only because <laughs> the gas pedal fell off like a couple of times. <laughs> Behind. Which actually, the 35 pickup actually has cruise control, so wow. one up on the Mustang there. Yeah, assuming we can make sure that it works. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty simple, so I'm pretty sure we can figure it out. It's, um, it's basically a throttle lock, is what it is. Yeah, it's basically just another like a stick that hooks that hooks to the uh, carburetor that holds the throttle open. That, um, that can describe about 30 things on the car. It's just a <laughs> stick that's connected to something. Hey, I mean, they—they're very, uh, you know, they utilized the stick strategy in 1935 a lot. Um, 
So, yeah, I think so. Man, it seems like seats are a pretty big theme. So I think, you know, my thing that I was going to have was uh, I drove a Mustang with air conditioned seats, which is a fir- my first experience yeah, with air conditioned nice. seats in Florida. And man, oh, man, I ever since then, I have wished for air conditioned seats. Sal had those so, in his, in his I had those uh, in my show. show and he got rid oh, of it. Yeah. Uh, it was oh. terrible. It was so nice. So a night air conditioned, and then the rear seat was uh, the whole seat was heated. So if you were like yep. caught somewhere, you could just turn on. It'd be like a heated bed. Wow. Why'd you get rid of that car See. again? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I do love my F one fifty, but it does not have nearly any of the toys that the uh, the show had. And if you had optioned it yeah. out the same as your toys, it would have been, like been seventy like, grand. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. But yeah, so th- there you go. There's a little piece of like manufacturer advice right there about seats. Cool seats. So Mike was thinking about value. putting cool seats in a car. I was actually thinking about putting heated and cooled seats in the 35. Yeah. But it's very hard to find aftermarket like, cooling uh, apparatus for seats that's decently priced. You could have MacGyvered it. Just get some perforated leather, put uh, a little, com- a bunch of computer fans behind it. Actually, we could have probably run vents from the side or something somewhere through these little ductworks up under the seats if the leather was ventilated. That probably would have worked. Actually, you're not wrong. Yep. But then it wouldn't have the same look that it has now, and no, it just would have been. It would have been all wrong. This would have been a great time to have a we could have done it. that just said like MacGruber. <laughs> 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 but we could, we could have ran it through the top vent, the one on the hood that's already there, or on the uh, that's on the uh, firewall. It's called the cowl, Tom. I don't know. It's, it's called the cowl. This is in, when it's open. This it's is in England. Hood. It's America, sir. It's the hood. No, it's uh, a cowl vent. It's a cowl. The bonnet vent. The bonnet vent. The yes. Doesn't Batman wear a cowl. That's a cape. It's no, no. The top thing is a cowl, isn't it? Mm. It's true. Mm. I think that was more like a Doctor Strange thing. Was more known for. I don't know, but before we get too uh, terribly off track, yeah, yeah. we're talking about the truck anyway. Um, I'll give everybody a, a 35 update, an Alcan 5000 update. Oh, actually, sorry. He's not wrong. I just Googled the cowl. It's either a monk's hooded sleeveless habit. <laughs> A large, loose hood, uh, especially one forming part of a monk's habit. Uh, a hood-shaped covering of a chimney or ventilation shaft. Um, or, in the U.S. only, it is a part of a motor vehicle that supports a windshield and houses the dashboard. Yes. See? Yeah, useless yes. facts from the day. <laughs> now, now, back to the Alcan 5000 update. Yeah, right? There's <laughs> Sal providing the facts. Yep. Um yeah, so I've been working on uh, – I got a uh, clutch linkage fabricated, and Sal was watching me uh, reinforce that because it flexed a little bit once I installed it. Um, it is great because he asked me to evaluate his well as an engineer, and I said, yeah, it looks all right. Yeah, he, that, that is what he said, and I also know that Sal has no idea what solid weld integrity really looks like. Zero idea. <laughs> Despite four years of engineering school and two master's degrees. Uh, one bachelor's degree, nine years of school, and uh, as of December, you're going to have to refer to me as a master of automotive <laughs> systems engineering. Anyway, go on. So, so anyway, we've got that. Um, what else have I done? Oh, I got the hood, uh, the top of the hood. So the hood is actually in four pieces. And I got the top two pieces put together and put on the truck and they're currently held down by bungee cords so they don't just fly off when I drive down the road. Um, MacGruber! <laughs> can we get Sal a soundboard so that he can add sound effects? I guess I guess so. Man. Um, let me see. Oh, I got the, I've been working on getting the bed wood installed. So I got the runners painted. Um, 
Is it is it good wood? It's Our walnut, wood. actually. So it is very oh, good wood. Yeah, it is good wood. Um, downside is I bought an installation kit, which is like a bolt kit to put the stupid thing in. And I should have saved my money and just bought freaking bolts instead because the damn things aren't long enough to make to put nuts on the backside of it. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hate when they're not long Fuck enough man, for the nuts. Man. I know, <laughs> man. It doesn't sound like the wood is as good as it was before. I don't know. <laughs> So, so anyway, so I got, I got to do a little bit of work through it, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, Adam. I'm working. I'm just, I'm trying. Uh, I ordered fiberglass rear fenders because time is of the essence at this point, and I'm probably not going to have time to fix my rear fenders. What type of fiberglass? No idea. Dear listener, I just finished a class on automotive composites. Got a solid B in it because I am a boss. So when they get here on Saturday, you can come by, analyze them, and tell me what kind of fiberglass it is. Fantastic. And whether or not I need to reinforce it. Fun fact. Did you know that E-glass fibers lose half their strength after they're manufactured? Why? Uh, because Wrong when you roll question, them, they Mike. just lose their strength. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he got a B. I, I knew he didn't know enough about it. <laughs> Don't ask him why. He knew. Don't ask right. him why. <laughs> that was terrible. There was way too much math. Um. Yeah. So I don't. I, I. That's pretty much all I've done. I guess. I mean, it seems like I've done a lot more. But I guess. Oh, and I wired in a windshield wiper motor, which uh, is semi satisfactory because it's it's not high enough quality for me. So I'm probably going to buy a different one. Um. But yeah, I plan on getting the brake lights wired tomorrow, or the brake light wired tomorrow, and then over the weekend, I'm going to paint the front fenders and get those installed, and yeah, then we're going we're gonna to have a truck, so we should have like legit test drives starting by Saturday. Awesome. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tom and then- realized that uh, we've gotten some tips from our, the Alcan 5000 Rally Group. And we realized uh, yes. that we are completely ill-prepared. Oh, that, yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> was was one of the tips, don't bring a 1935 truck? That was, yeah, that was pretty much what they no, said. No, you know what, actually, I, don't, I didn't see that, Mike, anywhere. And actually, this is a, kind of the funny thing that I noticed in all their responses, because I bring that up as like, yeah, well, I don't know if that's going to work for a 1935, you know. And like, I bring that up, and they are so kind, these people, they... And this is hard to do through text-only communication, but they very elegantly sidestep that fact every time. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, do they don't too. even acknowledge. Yeah, they don't think they don't think you're bringing one. Like they, I'm they, sure they, they think they that we're going to bail and bring something just, else. I think you're, yeah, I think they just think you're messing around that you're actually going to bring that old car. But actually, I just thought of a really good podcast we could do. Uh, everyone packs their survival kit for what they'd bring for the Elkin Five Thousand. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> We, we may need that. We have to do that before we leave. That'd be before we leave, everyone give the suggestion. We might pack a care pack. Adam, you and I can pack a little care pack for them. <laughs> and actually to that, we got some uh, some people on Instagram who have given us, a suggest- given us suggestions for names for the truck, right? Oh, yeah. What are we going to go with? Yeah, so I – I feel like we should have a few as contenders and then put them up on Instagram as well and see what happens. But yeah, should we run through the contenders real quick? Yeah, what are the contenders? Uh, well, one of them is Betty White. Yep, and alternately Barry White for the male uh, counterpart. Yep. Um, Although it is a white vehicle. Was... That's... 
That's the mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. But was But his last name I'm, is I'm White, sure. but he's not actually White. Yeah, the, but that's too complicated. That's too level joke. That's a that's second too, level. That's, that's too a much. second that's, order joke. That's not what people aren't going to think about that. Okay, next option. <laughs> okay. Um I'm trying to remember what the other ones were cuz I don't have them up in front of me. Oh, you're failing us, Tom. I know. Let's see. I had a really lame one that probably didn't make it. I had uh, I said you can name it Dukes, so that way you can have Daisy and Dukes in the in the Barica uh, stable. Oh, oh gosh, it's fantastic. Mm, Sal, it's rough. You grasped the straws there. <laughs> All right, so I'm failing. So to get so here's the funny thing. The the field everybody's probably seen these on Instagram. The field that you have uh, on Instagram where people can like enter answers is a really cool idea. It is mostly impossible to find the answers again. Ah. Like they're like hidden and it's and I found it once and I am not twelve. <laughs> um, so these things are difficult for me. So yeah. Well, all right. Um, we'll we'll post the contenders and then everybody can vote. We'll do a bra- we'll do a bracket style. We'll do, do we'll do one on one. Yeah, we'll do bracket style. Yep. And thank you to everybody that voted. Um, that was really cool. Like some of the, I am totally like blanking on them now, but there was some good ones in there. So yeah. As a side note, yeah, I'd like well, to encourage, and when we'll keep posting um, when we post these podcasts up to Instagram. But we have a bunch of followers that like a lot of stuff. We'd like to hear back from you guys. So when we post up, we'll, we'll put up a post about this podcast. Please provide some commentary on maybe some future topics you'd like for us to cover. Some things that worked, some things that didn't. Uh, just some quick remarks to see how we're doing because we'd love to get some feedback from you. If or, and if we should quit and uh, go back to our day jobs, you just let us know. Which, which like, that's probably what they're going to tell us. Anyway. I already put uh, Cars Unfiltered contributor on my LinkedIn. Oh, man. Yep. See? Uh, well, uh, I mean, best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Cool. Uh, th- thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, tune in again next week. And, yeah, the usual like, subscribe, comment, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for yes, listening. Yes, leave us. Leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Thank you. Comment on Instagram.